Then I read, I saw something on the on internet that Campbell is going to do something about Sun Ra. Oh, he's he's coming out with a second. Uh, a second edition of his discography. Yeah, that's right. It's all updated and everything, and I guess it'll, it'll be out in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have a lot more. Um, it's not. Well, it's not only the discography. It's a tapeography. Everything that's ever been recorded by anybody <laughs> that he can find. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm sure I got some tapes here you don't know about. Oh, I'm. I'm sure there are a lot of tapes out there. <laughs> But it's a, it's an impossible I'm job. Sure, I'm sure Marshall must have thousands of yeah. things that nobody knows. About. Oh, absolutely! It's like I said, it's an impossible job, and uh, he's trying. <laughs> so it's good. You know what I used to do? Uh huh. I used to write on the box. Mm-hmm. The date, the place, and everything that pertaining to that session. Uh huh. Wherever we, I put it on the box. Number one, right. But then, Sun Ra would rip all that stuff off the box. Ah. Then what I did was I started writing them on writing on the leaders. Sure. Cause Sun Ra would give me tapes to uh, to edit in with other tapes. Uh huh. Say for instance, he was mad at. Pat, or he was mad at John, and he wanted to cut the solo out, and he was, uh, he would tell me, show me, or tell me what he wanted to cut out, uh-huh. and it was the best part of the solo. Uh-huh. I used to save all of this stuff. Oh, okay. But uh, I would look, try and find on the leader. Because the box is all obscure, dates, no dates, no mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. just tape. And I would try and find out, uh, but it would be be nothing if it was something I written on the leader. They would have took a black pen and crossed it off, and I couldn't read it. Wow. So what I started to do was, is to type, to type, to type it in on the leader. Mm-hmm. Without any, without any, uh, take the ribbon out of the typewriter. Uh huh. And just type it. Oh, so you, you would just make an impression on the leader. Yeah. And if you looked at it in the right way, you could you could see that impression. Yeah. Oh wow, boy, that's that's pretty. Well, sometimes it works. Sometimes he would miss that. Wow, that's amazing. You know, sometimes I get a tape, and the two tapes that I had had. Two different times, two different places, and he wanted to take this solo out and put the, another solo from this tape in there, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. What you listen to, the records that you listen to, especially the ones with the white covers. Yeah. You don't know what you're listening to. You never find the original tape for that. The only original tape you would find is the the one that was edited. That had to go and have a motherboard made. A, a, mother, a mother, mother, yeah. Right, yeah. Now, I don't know who has those tapes. Elson had some of them. Mm-hmm. Pico had some of them, but Pico never retained tapes. Uh, uh, Richard had some until he stopped working for Sunrise. Mm-hmm. And then Danny Thompson started to do that. 
But I don't know what happened to the master, what they call the master role after that. Right. But if you try and duplicate that master role, there's no way you're going to do it because you don't know where the source came from. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, he'll say it's done so-and-so and so-and-so at so-and-so time. You can't you can't say that it didn't because he's got the tape. Yeah, yeah. And, but you don't, what you don't know is how the tape was edited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a good, I have, well, being a musician and studying, and studying the, um, how to read drum music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a good sense of time. I always know where one is. Mm-hmm. So if he wants something that comes, he wants something that taken out that ends on the fourth beat, I got to find something that begins on the fourth beat that's going to crescendo into what, you know, and to find that, I may have to listen to four or five tapes. Right. But sometimes he wouldn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. He wanted to have it exactly the way he wanted it. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work because you could see here there was an obvious cut. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, you're a good editor. That's, uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have to listen to short to him. Oh, nobody's going to listen to that. Nobody's going to think about that. It's my music, and, and what happens... I can change my mind in the middle of a bar, mm-hmm. you know, and he'll, he'll give me a demonstration uh, for he's playing piano and then change, change whole directions, another, another, another uh, meter mm-hmm. right in the middle of the bar. Yeah. Go from 4-4 uh, four, four to 3-4 to or 5-4. And then come out of the five four back into, and it goes by so fast that unless you're a musician and you can count the meter, right, you would never know that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So he says, "Don't worry about that." And okay, I'll splice it together the way he wants it, and then we listen to it about five times. And he says, "Okay, I got an idea." Put it into the first bar, splice it back, put it into the, let it go to the first bar, the first beat of the next bar, and then edit, edit the new stuff in from the first bar, you know. And we put that together, you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he let us, he let the solo go a couple of beats more than he wanted to have in there. So, but you never knew, you never knew how long John's solo was, or you never knew how long Pat's solo was, especially when Pat first come back to the band. The only time he didn't edit Pat was when Pat was playing bass. Right, okay. <laughs> so... Other than that, uh, we always took out, uh, if Jackson was in there, we always edited out Jackson, mm-hmm. except for the drums. But any horn solo mm-hmm. or something, they always edited that out. Mm-hmm. And we all, a couple of other musicians, we always edited, edited them out completely. 
especially the trumpet player, Fred. Fred. Fred, I don't know. Uh, Fred Adams? Fred Adams. Right. Always at a, because Fred would stand up and just take a solo over somebody else that's taking a solo. Okay. <laughs> so he always edits Fred out. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, I don't. I can't remember one time that Fred had a solo, but somehow I would let it pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would listen to everything, and he he would put his uh, red X. Uh, his red X is where he wanted, you know, where he wanted to be edited, and for then for a wrong line, what he wanted to take out. So. It wasn't hard to edit, really. Uh huh. It's just, it's just keeping the meter right. Because mm-hmm. uh, the music, if it was in the same key, it's no problem. Right. It's when they yeah. change, when they change key, and Sunrock playing Moog, I could always put the Moog in between. You know, like put a few, then maybe just two bars of the Moog. Right. I could yeah. put it in. Yeah. I could, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Make a little transition point there. And no, what do you call it? You you put it in, and then bring it up. You know, like put it in the background. It comes up. Okay. Very soft to, and then fade it out again. Fade it right. Yeah. And uh-huh. into something else. Mm-hmm. And while it's fading out, you put something new in there. Okay. Yeah. So you still hear the moog, and then you hear something else start. Right. Uh, uh, it doesn't sound like it's possible, but you you don't know that there's a Moog is on another track, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's faded in and faded out. Right. And uh, well, anyway, nobody taught me that stuff. It's just something I had natural feel for. Well, you're an editor. Uh, that's how we edit stuff, like, you know, like that. Most of the most of the tapes that Sunrod did. Now, when I was in Europe, I don't know how he edited the tapes. I didn't edit those tapes. Mm-hmm. Most of the tapes I had recorded, but I didn't edit the tapes. But I think uh, Variety Arts edited the tapes for him. Mm-hmm.